Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. <laughs> I'm your spooky dungeon master, Nathan. With me, I have Spooky Nicole. Hello. Spooky Jordan. Hey. Spooky Emily. Hello. And spooky Justin. <laughs> Perfect. That sets the tone just right. Perfect. Bad man. We are a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast, and we record episodes every Tuesday. Wait a minute, you say. It's Thursday, and it's Halloween. Oh, we're doing a Halloween episode. <laughs> it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to do a special Halloween episode, and to mark the occasion, we I've had all of the normal village idiots make spooky versions of themselves, or evil versions, and we're going to do a little one-shot for you all. So, real quick, just by one or two minutes, everyone say what the changes to your character are. We're assuming that you've listened to the other... 20-something episodes of the podcast. So let's do this. Everyone roll initiative. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. Seven. I crit myself. <laughs> what a way to start it off, Agamir. Sixteen. Just like that first episode. Just like the first episode. Honestly, though, first roll of the podcast. Nineteen. All right, Justin, what has changed with Saf? What's Evil Sap all about? Well, hi, my name is Safina. I'm a four-foot-nothing halfling with blue eyes and red hair, and I just murdered my family. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just went there. So my dad wouldn't let me go searching for my missing grandfather, so I just up and killed him. And now I'm on the run. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So with me, I have my... Mechanical construct Ghost Face, which is a Minotaur skeleton construct, and my trusty Thunder Cannon Beast. Nice. I dig it. Lovely. Spooky. Jesus Lord. All right, Nicole. What yeah. has changed with Scarlet to make her evil Scarlet? <laughs> so, Scarlet grew up an orphan on the streets of Fellows, just like she does in the main campaign, except this time. Instead of going straight and becoming a soldier and then a mantle, she becomes a criminal like so many other street orphans. Not just any criminal, but a hired killer. And uh, yeah, she a badass, as always. But this time she's- Which is the opposite of Scar. <laughs> this time, instead of being chaotic neutral, she's chaotic evil. Ooh, fun. Are you sure you're ready to play a chaotic evil character? Have you seen Nathan? Yep. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, Emily. So Drew is already pretty dark and creepy and weird. <laughs> so making her evil um, was interesting. Uh, so what I decided to change was instead of making it, uh, it's actually a Jordan's suggestion, <laughs> instead of making her uh, born in a shade pocket, she was born in a fey pocket. So she is light and bubbly and everything 
nice and wonderful, but she's she'll also straight up murder you. Instead of taking necromancy as her divine domain, I've taken trickery. So she has a lot of, um, she can alter reality a lot. And that's kind of what I'm going for. Think of her more as like a, a siren than anything. Sweet. All right, Jordan, bringing up the rear. What has made Agamir evil Agamir? This is darkest timeline Agamir. And same origins, but instead of um, going the way of a merchant sailor, he fell to crime and he became a pirate. Crime. Crime. What kind of crime? Mostly the stabby crime. <laughs> stabby, steely the crime. Stabby crime. He's Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> the stabby, steely crime. Not the murder crime? Just the stabby, steely crime? Doesn't doesn't always end in murder. Okay, no murder for Agamir. Okay. Sometimes. No, I'm the I'm the murder hobo of this podcast. Actually, no. Safina's the murder hobo. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, he's a given. He's a life of piracy. Um, he instead of working out of the harbor coast, he's in the barony of Talaria, just stealing from everyone he can. And he doesn't even have cable. Everything he watches is just straight <laughs> from the internet. It's crazy. Dread pirate Agamir. But um, yeah, he's. Uh, doubly proficient in acrobatics and sleight of hand, which is a change from Agamir. Um, but instead of being able to secure free passage on a ship, he can get away with minor offenses because he has a bad reputation. I don't give a damn about my bad. <laughs> bad reputation. <laughs> there we go. So he can like just demand, he can just like break down doors or like not pay for food and no one cares because he knows they'll kill him. He'll kill him. Oh my god. War Dread Pirate Roberts, I'm telling you. Yep. And he has two he has two short swords instead of a single rapier and a short bow instead of hand crossbows. And that's mainly it. Excellent. I'm glad that you've all gone so evil. So we're gonna keep that initiative order, and as we go throughout this mini campaign, I'm gonna ask each of you in turn to come up with one of these plot points. We're gonna go heavy improv tonight, folks. Oh, God, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. No, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. So, the scene opens and the four of you are together, having just broke into a high magic shop. Why are we together? We're just in a heist. We're Ocean's Elevening. You're heisting together. We're Ocean's Fouring. Yeah, Ocean's Fouring. <laughs> um, so, Safina, what artifact are you all looking for? Magic artifact. Yes. Anything that you want. What does it do? Why do you want it? It's evil, obviously, because you all are evil. Are you Googling, Justin? That's not how this works. An object that like lets you like hear conversations in rooms, like uh, like lets you think about someone and like listen to like what they're doing right now, or like the Death Note from Death Note. Oh my That's god! All for. Yes, we're looking for the Death Note. Death, from Death Note. Death Note. Done. Okay. That's what we're looking for. Death Note. It is. Okay. You Can have... we get sued? <laughs> I'm like you. Uh, you have Death broken book. into this. You've broken into this shop because you have heard that they have one of the fabled journals of killing. 
and you want it for yourselves. You just assassinated a few guards outside, and you have just entered the shop. Uh, what would y'all like to do? Pillage. I rolled a 13 for perception. There are a lot of magical items here, mostly weapons. It looks like this is like an arcane weaponsmith. Yes, give me a magical weapon. That is a 16 to investigate for a magical sword. You don't see a magical sword, but you do see a magical warhammer. Yes! It is fashioned from, it looks to be the skull of a giant. Oh my god, mine. (laughs) It is a plus three warhammer. Mine now. I shall call you Squishy and you will be my Squishy. (laughs) Ain't that Squishy. (laughs) That's what its name is, Squishy, because it squishes skulls. That's a 21. And I'm looking for a staff that emits like a... uh, a radiant blood red uh, aura. Yeah, you find a staff that looks like it's emitting light and an intense heat. It's a staff of fire. Cool. I would also like to roll investigation to see if I can find a um, weapon that would be suitable for a rogue, perhaps a dagger. A dagger? And I rolled... 13. You, Agamir, find a dagger that looks very, very mean. On the the hilt of the pommel is a a green gem. You recognize that this is a dagger of venom. Sweet. Drew, is there anything that you're looking for? Um, I'm looking for anything shiny. Something pretty. Preferably green uh you find a shining green gem it is an elemental gem oh yes so the gem contains a moat of elemental energy when you use an action to break the gem an elemental is summoned as if you cast the conjure elemental spell and the emerald is a water elemental okay so we need to search the store to find the journal. Yes, you do. Yeah. So I want I, I want to do that. Yeah, let's go. All right. Well, just as you try and search it, Scar, one of your criminal associates appears at the top of the stairs. Who is it? <sighs> I hate coming up with names. I'm so terrible at this. Now you won't know how I feel. <laughs> wow, okay, Batman. <laughs> that wasn't even words. Uh it's uh it's Vivian and uh she is a kobold uh we met on the streets, kinda came up in the same circles of crime. We don't really get along that well. She's a friend of me. Friend of me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. she is standing at the foot of the, or the, uh, the, the top of the stairs, and she says, I, Scar, <laughs> what are you doing in my store? I've come for the book. 
You know we don't have the journal. It's just a myth. Mm-hmm. Says you. Yeah, says me. What are you going to do about it? Whatever I have to. You want a tussle? It's been a long time coming. You bet it has. <laughs> she flies down the stairs at you. You notice as she's coming down, she's got a pair of brass knuckles that she's going to use to try and beat you up. Oh my god. <laughs> Fireball. I've got my own pair right there. <laughs> so what would you like to do? Are you going to smack her out of the air? Are you going to... Oh yeah, I'm going to swing my warhammer and catch her right in the air. The new one? Yep, my brand new baby. 17 plus... 19 to hit. Actually, that's going to be a 21 or a 22 to hit. Because it's a plus 3 warhammer, so that means you add 3 to your attack bonus. And to your damage rolls. Magic weapons are where it's at. Yeah. What is my, what's my attack bonus again? I feel like I was doing that wrong anyway. Strength plus, plus your proficiency. Oh, so that's plus, plus three, so 26 to hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll hit. Roll oh for God. damage, please. <laughs> you just punt this little cobalt across the fucking room. <laughs> God. So I add plus three to my, it's a D8, right? Yeah. It'll be a D8 plus your strength modifier plus three. So it's uh, five plus three is eight plus three is 11. All right. This kobold gets punted out of the air as she's screaming towards you with her brass knuckles. You hit her with such force that she hits a wall in the back of the store <laughs> and she's lying there unconscious. It looks like it has also opened up a secret passageway. Yes, it did. Busting walls just like Scar, but evil <laughs> Scar. She did it with a person. <laughs> oh uh, can I tie her up? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to do that. She's tied up. I'm going to drag her with me while we walk around. Just I was like, just tied. tying her up, that's not chaotic evil. Dragging her around with you, now that's evil. Just on the ground through the, like, broken glass and shit. You're just like... Oh, yeah. I'm for sure doing that. I like it. Excellent. All right. Agamir heads towards this new entrance. Okay. You go towards the entrance and you immediately hear a chanting. <gasps> I'm so over cults. <laughs> it sounds like some sort of ritual. Dark Agamir would like to roll for stealth. All right. To head down. Is it a staircase? It's just a room. Mm. It's a big old room, but there's shadowy corners. I gotcha. 13 to stick to these shadowy corners. Okay. You're able to evade sight from these acolytes as they are performing their ritual. You look around and you see five of them. They're all wearing heavy hooded robes. Are they circled around anything in particular? They are circling around a uh, stone altar. What's on the altar? You don't see anything on the altar. Do I understand what they're saying at all? What they're chanting? What are your languages? Common, orc, and thieves can't. You do not recognize the tongue. Okay. I have a helm of comprehending languages. Oh, yeah? Do you? 
It is one of my wondrous inventions. I, I can understand Infernal. Are they speaking Infernal? They are not speaking Infernal. Mm. When evil Saf puts her helm of comprehending languages on, she hears that it seems like they're trying to summon some sort of celestial being. Does she share that with the class? Yes, and then I say we should just burn them all. Agamir stands up and goes, works for me, and I go for the nearest one. Both swords. Excellent. We're going to have everyone roll for initiative. I rolled a nine. I crit myself. <laughs> oh. But uh, do I get advantage on it since I it should, since it's a prize? Uh, no. They don't know I'm here. I'm stealthy. Now would be a good time to say that I got a natty 20. Natty 20. Okay, what is... So, Saf got a 20. Agamir got a 1. Drew got... 11. Okay, Agamir, I will let you take a turn because they have not noticed you all are there yet. And then we'll go in initiative order. Okay, cool. So, this first one. Yes. I'm going to attack with both short swords. You're not going to try out that new dagger of venom you got? All right, scratch that. I'm going to try this new dagger of venom I got. <laughs> but I'm saving its uh, its ability. Okay, okay. And I'm still attacking with two daggers. The first roll is a total of 23. And the second roll is 15 to hit. Yeah, yeah those will both hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Is there anyone else within five feet of this acolyte? No, there are not. Okay. Since it's just him and I, one on one, like, and there's no one around me, I get a sneak attack bonus. Mm-mm. So, okay. So this will be 25 damage. Okay. What does it look like when you completely eviscerate this acolyte? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, so basically, I walk up. I walk up with both daggers. I'm kind of holding them with the, the blade facing down out of my fist, kind of like Star Killer would with yeah. his lightsabers. Uh huh. Ice pick style. Yeah. And I just like, I put my arms down, but then just I pull to both sides and I just decapitate him. All right. His head rolls on the floor, and you hear one of the other acolytes say, Keep chanting, we need to finish the ritual. And that'll bring us to Saf's turn. And that's when I cast Fireball. Okay. How many of them can I hit in a 20-foot radius sphere? Yeah, you can get all of them, including Dark Agamir. Okay, I don't want to get Agamir. You are- okay. You're chaotic Look, evil, bitch. You're ca- you, you are- this is an evil little one-shot right here, and you're not going to cast Fireball on your evil heist mate. I can take it. <laughs> this is a job we're doing- we're supposed to be getting this book, not killing each other yet. Oh, you say so you've got a code, huh? You're a lawful evil. I get it. Neutral. Neutral evil. So how many can I kill without killing Dark Agamir? Two of them. And how many can I kill with killing Agamir? All of them. Is this fireball from the staff that you picked up? Yes. Wait, it's actually going to kill him? Well, it wouldn't, wouldn't kill him. It could. Maybe. I did roll a natural 20. Did you? Yeah. I did. Is it a ranged spell attack? Yeah. All right. 150 feet. I'm going to kill two of them, not Agamir, though. 
No. I do have, I do have some. I mean, we can't kill him. Like, that'd be really fucked up. He totally can. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's messed up. And then I allow Agamir's ghost to haunt all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Till the end time. So, each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a dexterity saving throw. A target takes 8d6 fire damage on a failed save. Fucking hell. Or half as much on a successful one. Uh, one succeeded, one failed. It, the fire spreads around corners. It ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. All right, roll the damage. So that's just straight up 8d6. Yeah. Oh, well, you you got a nat 20, so it'll be double that. 96 damage. So one gets 96 and one gets 48. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay, what does it look like when two acolytes are incinerated? That would have killed Agamir, by the way. So I have the staff in my hands, and I concentrate real hard, and my eyes go jet black, and this fiery aura emerges from my shoulders down through my hands, and it explodes out the front of the staff at these two acolytes, and they just burst into flames. Raiders of the Lost Ark style. Can Emily find this in the main podcast, please? <laughs> Fireball? Not like the, specifically the staff. Uh, the staff of fire? Who knows, maybe. <laughs> the ground is on fire now, because it was such a good fireball. Great. It also, the staff makes me immune to fire damage too, so I can walk across it, no problem. Excellent. So with the light of the fire... You now see that hidden up in the rafters, there is a sphinx. Ooh. And it says, You fools! How dare you interrupt the ritual? I'll have to take care of you myself. And it is the sphinx's turn. It's going to go for whoever's at the entrance. So I guess Scar would be at the entrance still, correct? And Drew? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so one of the claw attacks it was a crit, and that's going to deal... ...19 damage to Scar. Okay. The other one was a normal attack. 13 damage to Drew. And that is going to be the Sphinx's turn. And that's going to take us to Drew's turn. I can do my best. <laughs> um... There are two acolytes remaining, and there is a Sphinx right in front of you. Um, I'm going to use the spell Mirror Image. So Drew kind of moves forward. And by the way, she's got gold skin again. This is back. This is the... As if uh, she didn't get downgraded. So she's still got her gold skin, but she's dressed in um, emerald robes, basically. She kind of takes a step backward, and now it looks like three duplicates of herself step out of her. So she, there's now four of Drew kind of standing around. Jesus. What this does is uh, each time a creature targets you with an attack during a spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. 
Nice. Okay, so we've got multiple Drews now. That will take us to Scar's turn. Scar, there are two acolytes behind you performing a ritual and a sphinx in front of you and four Drews. <laughs> well, after I uh, see her do that, I'm a little bit like, whoa, okay. And I'm going to roll to attack the Sphinx. Okay. Does a 17 hit? Yes. That's an 8 plus 3. That's 11. Plus 3 is 14. Plus 2 is 16 damage to the Sphinxy. And I'm going to... Use my second attack now to do the same thing. All right. Are you adding the plus three from the Warhammer as well? Yeah, so plus three was my strength, then another plus three for the Warhammer, and then plus two for my dueling. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So does a 16 hit? That will not hit. Fuck me. Well, I'm going to use my my action surge. That's what it's called. And I'm going to go again. All right. (laughs) 18. That'll hit. So 17 meets. Okay. Five plus three is eight. Plus three is 11. Plus two is 13 damage. All right. Okay. And I'm going to roll again. 18. That'll hit. Seven plus three is ten, plus three is thirteen, plus two is fifteen. Excellent. So you unleash a flurry of blows on the Sphinx and it hisses and then teleports away from you. What the fuck? I just did like 40-something damage to that fucker. And that'll take us to the Acolytes. They are going to continue their ritual as if nothing, no sphinxes are happening, no fireballs are happening, no one's getting decapitated. They're going to keep on doing their ritual. Isn't the floor on fire? Yes. And that'll take us to Agamir. Yeah, how close am I to these two Acolytes? They are within 10 feet of you, both of them. So they're within 10 feet of you and 10 feet of each other. Hmm. Okay. I pull out my whip. Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> Whip it. I um I actually step within five feet of it of one of them. Am I on fire at all for the for getting closer? No, you're fine. Okay. Fortunately, because Sap or evil Sap decided not to include you in the blast. <laughs> Very good. I rolled so fifteen to hit. That will hit. Okay. So since it's just me and this Acolyte one-on-one. I get a sneak attack. So that'll be 12 damage with the whip. What is it like when you kill this Acolyte with a whip? <laughs> oh, my God. oh, it's terrible. It's really brutal. It's, I, I just... I, I step close to it and I just lash out and it, it gets him in the throat. And that, that's... I'll just leave it at that. Nice. So another decapitation, then. Basically. Good. All right, Sap, it's your turn again. Top of the order. One acolyte remains. One acolyte remains. The Sphinx, you aren't exactly sure where it is, but it is no longer in view. Okay, I'm going to use burning hands. So 
I hold the staff out, and in a 15-foot cone, each creature must make a dexterity saving throw. So I'm just going to aim it directly at this guy. Creature takes 3d6 fire damage on a failed, and or half as much on a successful. What is your spell save, DC? 14. All right, it succeeds. The Acolyte succeeds. So it takes... 10 damage, and the fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried as well. All right. What's it look like when this acolyte dies? By fire. Death by (laughs) fire. So what it says in here is a thin sheet of flame shoots forth from the outstretched fingertips, which in this case it's a a staff. So it just kind of shoots a burning hole right through him, and it incinerates him from the inside. Excellent. And with not a moment to spare, because it looked like the stone altar was shimmering with some sort of magic, as if they were about to complete the ritual. But then it goes back to stone. Thank goodness. A celestial would have been bad news for us uh, evil people. Yes, quite. So, that is going to take us to the Sphinx's turn. And you hear an echoing voice shouting, No! You fools! I will eat you all for my supper, as retribution for your misdeeds. And it pops in front of Seth, and it's going to do a multi-attack. And I spit in its face. The spit actually works because it misses the first attack. (laughs) Crit itself on the first one, but the second attack is a critical. Um, So... Oh boy. Uh, boy. You take 28 damage as you were swiped with a big old claw. How's that feel? Feels great, Jerry. Feels great. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that is uh, another swipe that was taken. That is going to take us to Drew's turn. Um, I think it's definitely time for inflict wounds, so I'm going to do that. Do all four of the mirror images step up to the Sphinx? Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with you and mimic your action shifting position so it's impossible to track which image is real. You can use your action to dismiss the illusory duplicates. So yeah, they move up with me as well. Creepy. All of us are like kind of running towards the Sphinx. Are you doing any weird fae flips or anything? She kind of looks like she's... Or all of them kind of look like they're fading in and out of this plane between this one and the next. Nice. You gonna inflict those wounds? Okay. 21 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. First level, 3d to hit. Five... Nine and seven. Whatever that adds up to. That's the damage. That'll be 21 damage. The weird illusory copies of Drew and Drew, being one of them, step up to the Sphinx. And all of them lay their hands on the Sphinx. And this evil green energy emanates and crackles through the Sphinx's body. It doesn't look like it's happy about that. And it takes a swipe at Drew. And it misses as it is racked with pain. 
That'll take us to Scar's turn. I'm going to do what I've been doing. It's 23. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> what did I say? It was 7 plus 3 is 10 plus 3 is 13 plus 2 is 15. Damage. All right. The Sphinx looks taken aback as you hit it, as it, it looks like it has never met someone that could harm it in such a way. 22. That'll hit. 16 damage. 16 damage. All right. The Sphinx is pretty bloody right now. Can I, like, move away from it? Uh, yeah. Away from the fire, too. And I'm dragging Vivian with me. Okay. Uh, that'll take us back to Agamir's turn. I'm going to take my action to cause thick black poison to coat the blade of my dagger of venom. Ooh. That poison will remain for one minute or until an attack hits. But I would like to use my bonus action to hide if I can. Yes, you can. There is a pillar you can hide behind. Okay. As I get close to the Sphinx, we're ready to strike. Excellent. Hide in shadows. Uh, what is your stealth check for hiding? My stealth check is a 25. Okay. That is going to take us to Saf's turn again. But before Saf's turn, Drew... You see out of the corner of your eye a shape appear. What does this shape look like? It's a diamond shape. And what color is it? Green, always. So out of the corner of your everyone's eye, you see shimmering above the stone altar is a green diamond. Inside of it, you see what looks to be a book. And Saf, it is your turn. How high up is this book from the altar? It's like 15 feet. Oh, of course. So, can I get a little bit of a layout? Like, where is the Sphinx compared to Scar, Drew, and Agamir? Scar and Drew are right next to the Sphinx, which is right in front of the altar. Agamir's hiding behind a pillar nearby, and you are closer to the entrance. And the altar is like five feet away from the Sphinx. So I am going to... Well, let me just make sure that I hit first before I do something really cool. Is that okay? Yes. That's a 17 to hit for the Sphinx? That'll hit. Okay. Something really cool then. All right, so I walk from where I am toward the altar. And as I'm walking through the flames on the ground, flames start to emerge from myself and the staff as I'm holding it close to me. I climb up on the altar and perform the wall of fire. So a wall of fire surrounds the altar, engulfing the Sphinx in it. Cool, how much damage does it take? On a failed save, it takes 5d8 fire or half as much on a successful save. 
It fails, so it takes 5d8 fire damage. That's 23 damage. Alright, the dark patches of fur of the Sphinx start appearing as it is engulfed in flames. You smell burning hair and feather. Oh, I hate that smell. Yeah, it's not great. It's still up, but it looks like it's about to be down. I'm standing on the altar with my arms spread out after doing the wall of fire stuff. So, Okay. The Sphinx is going to turn and take a swipe at Saf for all of this. Dang fire. That's a 19 to hit. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. And it's going to take another swipe at one of the Druze. It doesn't know which one. It swipes at one of the wrong ones. Saf will take 13 damage. Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. Saf is knocked unconscious as she's flung against the one of the back walls. You're going to have to make death-saving throws. And that'll take us to Drew's turn. What would you like to do, Drew? I'm going to do blink. I'm going to roll a d20. And if I roll over 11, I disappear from the current plane of existence. Cool. 14. So I do. Drew gone. And all of her copies are gone. Mm-hmm. Going from having one Drew to four Drews to no Drews. <laughs> what the fuck? You said it was Blink? Yes. Nice. Sweet. I guess that takes us to Scar's turn. Whack. Yeah. 17 means it beats. That'll hit. 16 damage. All right. The Sphinx is on its last leg. One more. Come on, baby. 22. That'll hit. How are you going to kill the Sphinx? I'm wielding it with one hand. So I'm basically just going to... It's like a slap-slap kind of thing, but like big, long swipes. Just... Bam, bam. (laughs) Nice. So as you hit the second time, teeth fly everywhere, the head swivels around on the neck, and it uh, slums to the ground. As it falls to the ground, the green diamond starts descending to the altar. This is like fucking Zelda. (laughs) So would this mean that the thing is dead? The thing's dead, right? Yes. Okay, so, so I come back from Ag- the ethereal plane. Before you do that... <laughs> no, I get to finish Agamir. my spell first. Well, I was next in the certain order. It's true. Agamir? Agamir walks up to Scarlet and is just like, well, gotta test this on something. And I plunge my oh. dagger into Scarlet. Oh, okay. no! <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, do it! Let's All do right. an evil campaign. Screw the other campaign. This is great. <laughs> Oh, hell to the no. Let's see. So. Got to roll to hit. What do you got? What do you got? Let's see. 14 plus 7, 21. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then, um, let's see. Well, I was two-handed. So the second attack would only have been a, um, like an eight to hit. But the main, the main hand was the dagger of venom. So she has to... So I'm going to do I do weapon damage, but also she's got to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw or take Correct. two 2d10 two poison damage. 
I really don't like you. <laughs> hey, I'm a treacherous pirate right now. Natural 20, go fuck your poison damage. <laughs> All right. Does she uh, take half damage on the f- successful save? It doesn't say that. No, it just says... Then no, I don't. The creature must succeed or take this damage and become poisoned. Nope, 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 nope. So... How much weapon damage you do? The weapon damage comes out to 15. All right, Scar takes 15 damage. <laughs> Very angry right now. Yeah. So that was Agamir's turn. <laughs> Saph, it's your turn. Make a death saving throw. <laughs> if you roll a one, it's two failures. Wait, am I not? Does that not provoke an attack? No. Like back against what? him? Like that's a bullshit. Well, I was going to like get you guys out of combat so you could figure out what's in this green diamond, but uh, we're still in combat. My plan, if Saf is unconscious, if Drew disappeared, I was like, I can take down Scar and pick up this book. I cannot wait until I can punch you back in the face. <laughs> in person. In person. I can't wait until we meet in person. I'm going to just punch you right in the face. <laughs> yeah. So, Saf, what is your death saving throw? My death saving throw happens to be a natty 20. Ah, you're stable. Lucky bitch. Am I stable or am I up? No, you're stable. Does her lucky thing count when you're doing death saving death throws? Uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I think so. Drew, it is your turn. You coming back? Yeah, I finally get to come back. Okay, um, so I get to return. Um, starting your next turn when the spell ends, you can return to an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within 10 feet of the space you vanished from. So how close can I get to that diamond <laughs> from the space I vanished from? You can get right next to it. Dope. I want to go right there. Okay, you're right next to the diamond. Okay, so I'm not sure if me reappearing is my action or if I get to do something now? I'll say you can do something. Okay. Um, am I able to snag that book? Like, grab it? Is it low enough? Yeah, it's low enough, but it's encased in this green diamond. Oh, it's still encased in it. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was more like a she- like a magic-y thing. I didn't realize it was like a no, actual it's like rock. A, it, it's an actual solid... It looks like stone or glass or something like that. Okay. I'm going to use Dispel Magic. I don't know if this is going to help, but I could try. I'm going to use Dispel Magic. Choose any creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using the spellcasting ability. The DCE equals 10 plus the spell's level on a successful check the spell ends okay make a spell check that would be an unnatural 20 okay um the green diamond shatters explosively dope make a dexterity saving throw please (laughs) crime doesn't pay kids 18. She does the um, Morpheus thing. Okay, you do the Morpheus thing, but you still take 7 damage. What? 
as the shards uh, fly all around you. Yeah, that was hard to walk away unscathed from a glass exploding. At point blank range, you're going to get hit by something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's Drew's turn. Scar, uh, is there something that you would like to do? Yeah, there actually is. (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Does a 17 hit Agamir? Uh, It does. I have an AC of 15. Yeah. I am going to backhand him with my fist. Okay. Uh, He stabbed you and you're going to punch him? Just wait. Is that that a D6, D4? What is it? I believe it's a D, or I think it's just one. Yeah. (laughs) For an unarmed strike if you're not a monk. All right. So I'm going to backhand him. Then I'm going to grab him by his throat. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm going to say, I won't forget that. Because the book just became available. So I'm not really thinking about that right now. I'm thinking about that book. But I'll always be thinking about Agamir stabbing me in the back of my mind. Nice. Yeah, so you take one damage. (laughs) One damage. All right. Drew, are all of your illusions still there, too? The duration is one minute, so I would think not. It's, it hasn't been a minute yet. It's been like oh. 18 seconds. Well, then, yeah, they're still there. Okay. Uh, and with things that you're interacting with, do they each get one of those two? You know what? It's magic. I don't care. I say that they do all get one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's your world, man. All right. Agamir, it's your turn. All right. So. Go ahead. Try to fuck with me again. Okay. <laughs> I pull out. I pull out my uh, dual short swords and I'm just like, glad to know you won't forget. And I just swing at, Ag- at uh, Scarlet. All right. Dude. So. This rumble. No. It's evil. It's evil time. Who gets the book? Last one standing. Basically. That's what this is boiled down to. 19 and 15. So that's 25 and a 21 to hit. <laughs> I think those will both hit. I fucking hate you so much. I'm so sorry. Right <laughs> Just, just hearts, hearts for Scar. But you're lucky. This is a one shot. So if you kill me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. All right. So between the two, and so, and it's just her and I within five feet. Like there's no one else in five feet of me, right? No. Okay. So that will be in total, um, twenty three damage. Oh. Well, I'm at negative four. (laughs) Negative a lot. Uh, Scar, you collapse as Agamir thrusts his short swords. That sounds gross. (laughs) Through your body. Drew, I hope you fucking murder this asshole. (laughs) Yeah, Drew, it's your turn. What would you like to do? It's my turn? It's your turn. Wait, I'm stable. It's sad. You're, You're stable. You're not up. Someone would have to... You have zero hit points. Someone would have to give you one for you to stand up. The fuck? You'd have some intervention required. And, like, to think I'm using a spell slot on you is absurd. (laughs) I should have just done both my attacks on you, Agamir, because you have absolutely, like, bullshit amount of health. He's taken one damage so far. I don't know why you didn't just, like punt his ass into the wall with your because I thought I thought that like with you back that he wasn't gonna try to do that shit again no no I, I, 
I've got 45 health. This evil campaign. I could have taken you down a peg or two. I should have. You should have. Drew? Okay, so it's just Agamir and I? Whoa. It's just Agamir and you. Fucking m- inflict wounds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that wouldn't do roll, enough. If you roll a 20 on a d20, you regain one hit point on a, on a death save. Uh, okay, I was mistaken. Uh, Saf has one hit point. <laughs> Saf, what would you like to do oh, with your man. one hit point? I stand the fuck up and I throw a fireball at them. <laughs> Me? All of them. You uh, should have hit Agamir earlier, too. Shut up. So, as far as you know, I haven't done shit but get this thing out of the diamond. <laughs> yeah, well, I want it. Uh-huh. There's a curse around this book. Wow, watch Safina win this whole thing with one hit point. I will. I'm just saying. <laughs> I will waste a spell slot on you. Just saying. <laughs> so, uh,. Yeah, 20-foot radius. Agamir and Drew, are they in the 20-foot radius? How close are we to you? It doesn't matter. I My range is 150 feet. Yeah, she got, like, punted against the wall. I'm, saying. I'm not saying distance. I'm saying, is she in her own blast radius? No, she's far enough away. Okay. So Drew is right at the altar, and Agamir is, like, 10 feet away from Drew. So, yes, yeah, she can get them both at a 20-foot radius. Won't you hit the book, too? You can avoid the book. Mm. How? We'll see. Drew's holding it in her hands. I do have the journal of killing. All right, then I get you anyway. Let's see. Uh, ranged spell attack. Or uh, I think it just happens, and they have to make a dexterity saving throw, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, let's see that dex saving throw. All right. I have to make a dexterity saving throw? Mm-hmm. Correct. Which means... Technically, you didn't crit that last fireball and you did 96 damage, but you didn't really do 96 damage. But it doesn't matter because the Acolytes have 9 health and it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For my dex saving throw, I rolled an 8 total. Uh, I don't think that's going to do it. But I would like to use my reaction, Uncanny Dodge, to take half damage because I'm level 5. I love it. So he takes... You failed... So you would have taken full damage, but you have this thing that makes it so you take half damage. Yes. Gotcha. And if he took half damage, he would take no damage. I got an 18. All right. So then both take half damage. So then you both take 11 damage. That's it? You did like a billion fucking damage. 48. Oh, wait. No, that's it divided the wrong thing. Hold on. 16 damage each. How's everyone feeling, Drew? You feeling good? I'm at 29 health. I am left with 3 HP, according to my math. And I walk up to the altar. Okay. So with your speed, you're able to make it up to the altar, but not up to Drew. And then, what about Ghostface? What about Ghostface? Where is Ghostface? What's Ghostface been up to? Yeah, he's been chilling in the fire and the flames. (laughs) <laughs> we'll carry on. Yeah, so um, I'm going to have him... Wait, why does he get to go now? Because I forgot the last several times. Well, then... then this shouldn't... is why you... <laughs> then Ghostface shouldn't even be there. You never mentioned that Ghostface was there. Yeah, that... No, you didn't. Ghostface yeah. wasn't in it's the shop my with construct. Us. Yeah, it's my construct. Mm-hmm. It's always with me. 
at the start of it. That's a little bullshit, I'm just saying. That's why artificers are awesome and halflings are even awesomer because we roll lucky ones. So... So what's Ghostface going to Ghostface? His speed is 50 feet and I guess he was at the doorway. He can reach whoever you want. So he's going to charge Drew. Why wouldn't you do Agamir? More health, you fucking moron. Eliminate one threat at a time. Yep. Take out the one that has the most health, though. I see Drew as the biggest threat. Oh. With three hit points. I have one. And he has 29. <laughs> but Saf doesn't know this. Anyway, 50 feet, charges Drew, bites her. All right. Roll a bite attack. Oh, you have to um, figure out if it's going for the real one or an illusion, too. Didn't you say that there was like You a... just need to beat a six. So roll a d20 and beat a six. Stop trying to get out of it. Seven. <laughs> All right. You're able to find the true Drew. Wait, no, because it says if you have three duplicates, you must roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. So I can roll to ch- oh, above you a have six to, roll. to change the attack to a duplicate. As long as I roll above a six, no one's attacking me. Oh, you're the one that rolls. Well, hold on, because remember, Sap did the fireball and it engulfed everything. So so the duplicates would be gone. They're gone anyway, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so roll to attack Drew. That's a 14. 14 to hit? I don't believe that that hits. No, her AC is 15. Oh, you're fucking kidding me! So Ghostface runs up to Drew and tries to take a bite. After the other illusions vanish and uh, is not able to uh, land a hit. And that's going to take us to Drew's turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Charm Person at third level. Hoping to charm Agamir, Saf, and the Construct, Ghostface. Construct can't be charmed. Yeah. It's a condition. Constructs can't be charmed. God damn it. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it. Uh, Saf and Agamir, I guess. Okay. What do I roll? We it's wisdom, and if we we do so, we roll with advantage because we're all fighting. Mm-hmm. And that's a nineteen. That's an unnatural twenty. Lame. Would you like to move, Drew? Yeah, I've got the book. I'm gonna fucking run. <laughs> Isn't uh, Ghostface directly behind you, so you'd have to go around him? I think I can just turn to my left. Ghostface was coming from the entrance to try and get at her, so she'd have to go past Ghostface, which I guess would provoke an opportunity attack. Y'all, can you just kill me or something? This has gone on forever. So what do I roll for an opportunity? Just a regular attack roll. 22 to hit. Cool, I'm dead. Yay. Can I be done now? Yeah, that'll hit. All right. So Drew is dead. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. I am going to go up to Scar and attack with um, the magical dagger and the other one. To Scar or to Saf? I'm so sorry. I meant Saf. All right. The first one is a 16 to hit, and the second attack is a 12 to hit. One of those will hit. The 16. And I have one hit point. 
So, all right. Logic says Agamir wins. Ghostface is in the showdown with you now. <laughs> all right. And Ghostface still has 28 hit points. Oh no. Oh man, man versus machine. What's Ghostface's uh AC? 15. My whole ploy was to get to like just was to kill Scar, get the book, and then like write your names in it and run. <laughs> but that won't work on the ghost face. Well, so in this instance, um, Saf falls to Agamir and Ghostface crumbles as his master's uh, magic leaves him. Uh, leaving Agamir alone with the journal of killing. So Agamir, whose name do you write in it? Everyone that's ever wronged me. <laughs> Perfect. It's just what you wanted. And that's where we're going to end. That's uh, the end of the, this very special, supposed to be short episode that ended up being twice as long as I intended it to be. But hey, that's how it happens with one shots. I don't think we need to do all the normal sign off stuff. So thank you all so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Tune in for our special Thanksgiving episode where everyone fights uh, just a horde of turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and the Christmas episode where the evil characters fight Santa. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, leave a like or rating uh, on iTunes and uh, yeah, or share this episode, you know, it'd be, it'd be a little different. But yeah, we greatly appreciate everyone tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed this special Halloween episode. Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.